October welcomes the start of Physical Therapy Month, and today we'll be learning about how physical therapy can help our pediatric population. We're going to talk about it today with Corinne Pearl, a pediatric physical therapist at Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. This is the Ridgecrest Regional Hospital podcast. I'm Prakash Chandran. So first of all, Corinne, it's great to have you here today. Just starting with a very basic question, what exactly is pediatric physical therapy? Pete's therapy is working with kiddos that have, most of them have developmental delay, and so you're helping them reach those developmental milestones like rolling over as kids or walking when they're infants, to even running, jumping, just really big gross motor skills. That's kind of the bulk of physical therapy, but we also deal with a lot of kids with mental disabilities and kind of help them through that process with what they've got going on physically as well. I see. You know, one of the things that we talked about before we hit record was that it's also Down Syndrome Awareness Month. And is that something that physical therapy can also help with? Absolutely. Kids with Down Syndrome, they've got a lot of different physical abilities, but there's also a lot of developmental disabilities that come with Down Syndrome. Some of them start off, you know, not being able to stand up when they're infants and With PT, you can help them kind of accomplish that with different techniques and different tools and then kind of continuing on all the way up until they're even 21 years old, which that's something I didn't mention earlier is pediatric therapy covers birth to 21 years of age. And so anywhere along that time span in a child's life with Down syndrome, we can cover that and go over anything that they might accomplish. Another thing with Down syndrome is they get poor endurance. And so kind of giving them some activity tolerance and working on their physical capabilities to do PE in school or to climb stairs on road trips with family and stuff like that. Um, just to give them a better quality of life is something that we really like to focus on. Absolutely. And I didn't realize that the age range was so vast that you kind of worked with children up to the point that they're 21 years old. They're young adults at this point. I'm curious as to when a child might need this type of physical therapy and, and you know what prompts the parents to bring them in in the first place. So for most babies, I could speak to just the baby population right now with Diagnoses such as like torticollis coming in, plagiocephaly having a flat spot on their head, bringing it in, and it's kind of a lot of parent education at that point on handling techniques to help with doing crib positioning and feeding positions and stuff like that to kind of get that head in a different shape with more rounded head shape to it with strengthening of their neck muscles and stuff. With kids with Down syndrome coming in that early when they go to their pediatrician with concerns of ability to roll or ability to push up onto their arms um, when laying on their stomachs for crawling and stuff like that. We have tools that we can use to help those kids meet those milestones and kind of get them moving and through play. So pediatric therapy is learning through play. That's kind of how kids develop those neurological pathways in their brain. And so coming in and setting up an environment that's fun and inviting is going to help them succeed while also doing therapy in a way that they don't realize they're doing it. Learning through play. I really like that. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, as a parent myself, I track all the milestones that my daughter is is going through or had been going through. And that's, you know, lifting their head up, learning how to crawl and learning how to walk. For the parents that are listening to this that are wondering when it might make sense to bring their child in, is it around trying to get them to walk if they're a little late in achieving that milestone? Talk to us a little bit about that. 
Absolutely. Especially for our late walkers, typically around that 12 months is when they're starting to pull the stand. So that means, you know, they're on the floor and they're grabbing onto furniture and pulling up the stand. And then right around that age is when they're cruising along furniture. So they're walking side to side to play with toys along the couch or along pushing a push toy kind of down the hallway. So if around that 12 month age, you're child is not able to do that, that's definitely kind of like a flag, a red flag to say, hey, I might need to take, you know, my child down to the pediatrician and say, I've got a late walker here, hasn't started standing up, hasn't been cruising along furniture. And then especially if you've hit that 18-month mark, six months down the road of not walking by him or herself independently, that's kind of when that concern kicks in and the pediatrician can say, absolutely, we'll send them to PT and kind of see what they can do for them. I see. And, you know, I know just going to physical therapy myself as an adult, there's always exercises and things that I have to do outside of the session itself. So I imagine that is no different for children. When uh, the child is at home, are there things that parents can do to help their child's development as they go through physical therapy? Most definitely. With kids, it's even more important um, because they're learning at such a fast, rapid rate. Kids are like sponges. They soak up everything you're doing. So the majority of the legwork is done in the home. We've got handouts that we provide with parents so that they can learn the proper tools and techniques to kind of help their child succeed with those developmental milestones. And since most of the legwork is done at home, just a lot of it is education, like I talked about earlier with kids and handling and crib positioning and stuff like that so that the parents can provide that most successful home environment for the kids to learn. And it's all done through play, like I said earlier. So setting up, you know, toys along the couch in the L-shape sofa and having the kid go from one end of the couch all the way to the other end by putting toys along there just so that the kid is playing through that but also learning to walk at the same time. You know, I imagine that when parents come to physical therapy, there is kind of an implicit sense of frustration or just a little bit of concern because they're comparing their children with those of their peers. So what advice might you have to help them cope with those feelings when they come in or when they have a child that's going through physical therapy? Right, absolutely. So one of the things that I've noticed here recently, more so than in the years past, is that When I see a kiddo, say, once every week even, they actually have made progress towards every goal that I've ever put down just because kids do grow at that rapid rate. When parents are home and they see them every day, they're with them 24-7, it's really hard for the parents to see that change. So what I like to do is I say, take a video. Take a video of your kid who's not able to stand up right now, and the first time that he is able to stand up on that sofa, take that video and then... The next time, you know, two weeks down the road when he's here at therapy and takes his first step, take another video. So that way you see the progress being made. It's just progress maybe two weeks down the road, but you're still making progress because the parents aren't going to see it on that daily basis versus an outsider's eye seeing it once a week, once every other week. You definitely do see that progress. So that's one thing that I would tell my parents is just take videos along the way, take pictures along the way of the progress your child has made and look back at the timeline, see where, how far they've truly come. Yeah, that's really good. Setting those markers and so you can easily see how far they've come and how far they've progressed. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about was the actual physical therapy session itself. Can you walk us through a typical session? Absolutely. So 
I'll start with the evaluation. It's typically longer, and depending on the diagnosis, it could be half an hour to 45 minutes. With infants and babies, it's they only last about that 30 to 45-minute marker just because they get fussy, they're tired, they're hungry, they need a diaper change. But with kiddos that are a little bit older, typically it's around an hour, and you go through standardized testing. Um, there's a lot of different tests out there as pediatric therapists that we perform that kind of puts kids in a category per se for their age equivalence, what they're currently functioning at according to other peers, their age group. So we do a lot of assessment tools that way with just different gross motor tasks involved in it. We're always looking at their posture and their alignment, making sure that their muscles and their bones are in correct alignment so that everything can work properly. And if it's not, then we can address that through orthotics or braces of some sort to kind of enhance the kid's ability to move with those deficits. That's kind of the eval and then treatment sessions after that, after making goals and finding out what the parents want to work towards, then it's just breaking it down and working on it step-by-step in therapy, typically anywhere from that half hour to an hour range, depending on the kid's tolerance therapy. So just as we close here, I know that you have seen so many children and parents throughout your time practicing as a pediatric physical therapist. If there was one piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with, what might that be? Play. Kids are sponges, like I said earlier, and getting them to play and interact with other people is going to be the biggest thing because they're not only learning from what they're playing with, they're learning from the kids around them. So the child sitting next to them might have a skill that they don't know yet. And when the kid sees that, they're going to say, oh, hey, like, how did you do that? You know, and then they're going to try to figure it out themselves. And once they figure it out, then they know how to do it from for the rest of their lives. It might take them a couple of times to practice, but going through play, getting together play groups with other parents with kids around the same age or even kids that are a little bit older than them to kind of get those milestones in a different age group even, just getting the kid to see it, hear it, do it himself is beneficial. Well, Corinne, I think that is the perfect place to end. Thank you so much for your time today. That's Corinne Pearl, a pediatric physical therapist at Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Ridgecrest Regional Hospital podcast. To learn more, visit rrh.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks, and we'll talk next time.